mindfulness mode if you are not grateful about what you have why would you get new things reach new heights of calm focus and happiness here in mindfulness mode with me your host and mindfulness life coach bruce langford hey mindful tribe so good to have you with us again today and you know if you're a coach or maybe you are an empath and you work with clients maybe you know you're maybe you're a ceo of a company or you you're a team leader whatever capacity you're in you probably would love to have some more business you know you'd probably love to connect with your clients more well today i'm really excited because i'm talking about uh facebook and facebook advertising with one of the top facebook advertising people and she has an absolutely beautiful website she has i think a beautiful philosophy and we're going to touch on how mindfulness and creating a, a client roster is all connected. I'm here today with Vidya Ravi. Vidya, are you in mindfulness mode today? I am. I'm oh, trying to be. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, I'm very excited to have you here, Vidya. And uh, I'll just read a little bit of your bio. And your bio says that Vidya Ravi is a sought-after Facebook advertising marketer who made her way in the competitive field by being a no-nonsense, tell-it-like-it-is, results-driven powerhouse. She scaled multiple businesses to six and seven figures with amazing ad strategies and customer-first marketing. So she has close rates of up to 80% on cold audiences and ROIs up to 42 times for clients. Their Facebook advertising agency is one of the best in the industry and she's just absolutely passionate about all the work she does and She's also a diehard Harry Potter fan, so that's kind of interesting too. So yeah, I'm very interested to talk to you about mindfulness and how it applies to the work you do and the life you lead. Tell us, what does mindfulness mean to you, Vidya? Okay, so that, that's a loaded question, right? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, for me, mindfulness is more about being aware, uh, like being aware of everything i guess like as at least as much as i could be in this particular moment um you know like we live in india so mindfulness is one of the basic effects of yoga and meditation that we actually are taught here um but also like it's too tough when you are actually dealing with tons of clients and a big team you are in the middle of the drama so you are in the middle of uh, not just societal drama but the world drama right so which doesn't make much sense like uh, to actually say like hey i'm mindful all the time uh, because i'm not actually i'm trying to be aware whenever we actually say like you know whenever i feel let's say subconsciously depressed or hurt or even like angry or sad or whatever i just try to actually pull back a little bit and see what ha- what is happening i journal a lot i journal uh, a lot literally a lot i have to so many notebooks uh, filled in filled in and filled in so i have tons of uh, journaling done that's why that's how i see mindfulness as whenever i feel certain emotions rising which are not uh, which are not 
in control with me, which are not in alignment with me, then I start writing. I see like what's happening with me. I see where all this all of this is coming from. Is it an external element that's affecting me this much, or is it something internal that's actually deep? So I sometimes it comes in immediately. Sometimes it takes days to actually even pull the trigger to say like what's happening within me. But yeah, that's what I think mindfulness is being a bad. Ovidya, I'd like to talk more about your journaling and I'm very interested in that. So do you journal on different specific topics or do you just start journaling and whatever comes out, comes out? Do you journal about gratitude? Tell okay, us more about your journaling. For me. Like, I actually have this right here, like uh, even here, like I have this journal specifically for gratitude. Every single day, whether I love it or not, whether I feel that gratitude or not, uh, I start writing and then it flows out. Anyway, so, you know, when I finished up, I'm in a different stage than where I started. So uh, that is a mandatory thing. So gratefulness, gratitude journal, that's a mandatory thing for me. I write it every morning, every night. I write it for at least three to four pages. So that takes probably around 15 minutes for me, but uh, I do it anyway. So um, that's a mandatory thing to actually keep me mentally stable and happy and aware. So the next journaling is usually it happen. It doesn't happen like, you know, it's not a mandatory thing. It, as I said, when my moods are elevated in a negative way, uh, I start writing. I start initially just doesn't come out. I just start by feeling like, you know, I feel so, so terrible today. I don't want to work. I don't want to be like present in front of the clients. I don't want to show up. I don't want to show up for my team, for my family, for like, I don't want to show up for nobody. That's how it comes out initially. Like it's a worry, depression, anger kind of thing. So then I when I start writing like, but you know, I, I know what I'm doing. So why am I actually feeling this? I start writing everything that comes in my mind, everything, like whatever the inner thoughts are, I put everything into the paper, whether it's a right one or that, like a wrong one. I, 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 I don't start to judge immediately. I just put everything down. So my mind at least can be a little bit calmer. So when I think about it, uh, after some time, my mind feels much blank. Like at least there is a space there where I can like, okay, what happened like okay i don't even read them like i don't even read what i wrote just now it's just a brain dump kind of thing uh so i dump everything and then i go back and say like okay so i'm not actually angry i'm not depressed i'm i'm not i don't want to give up i want to still show up for all these people but not this way uh there is something that has to change in this area which actually made me angry which actually made me feel this way. So I'm going to change that. I have to talk to my project managers or I have to talk, talk to my husband or wherever that problem is. Or if I may have to make the change myself, I would, that will be on top of my to-do list for that day. Okay, Vidya, I wanna ask you this question. I'm really curious. Do you always uh, journal freehand handwriting do you sometimes use your computer? Do you use cursive writing or printing? I'm curious about those details. Uh, pen on paper is how I love things. It's I mean I work digitally. I'm a totally tech nerd. Yeah. Like I have I have like I have a pretty. I'm a gadget freak, so I have like so many gadgets out there. But I still for when it comes to journaling, I always go for pen and paper. Yeah. 
uh, literally like a regular pen and regular paper i have so many pens out there like you can actually i can show you so this is just one part of the pens that i love this week so you can see how much they are <laughs> so it's all <laughs> it's all these different pens yeah. oh, wow. right so yeah. i still have two more shelves full of pens but uh, i love I, again, same things for the notebooks. I want to actually feel that love when I write. I want to feel that, uh, you know, that pen on paper touch. Uh, I, f because that is the first thing that makes me grateful. That pen on paper. Oh my God, this pen is amazing. Like that's what I feel immediately when I start writing. And that immediately shifts the mood. I don't want yeah. to actually have a crappy pen on it and not actually like, I'm feel forced to actually write something that doesn't make me happy so i make sure i choose my pens so wisely like i want to actually feel like it's me like pens uh, mean so much to me like everybody actually gives me a pen for some i mean for that reason well that's really cool that's really cool and and do colors mean a lot to you too different colors you're wearing a beautiful colored outfit right now and a sort of a uh, i don't know purpley color do colors mean a lot in your life uh it does actually colors sometimes uh when my, my when my mind is so full like i i don't have any more space on it i can feel it i guess everybody can feel it they are so full they can't actually insert another thought or if i ask like hey what to do for dinner i get mad like why should i even choose that right <laughs> like yeah. i already am in a decision fatigue there i can't take it anymore that time i usually wear all white uh like i always opt for white dresses uh, at that time because for some reason it feels i feel better when i wear white when i when my mind is full so colors mean a lot to me. I don't go for like certain colors uh, when I'm especially like so occupied in my brain thinking about something. So uh, I have to think because I'm a strategist. So I think all the time, like for, for all the clients, like I keep strategizing in my mind even when I'm sleeping. So, uh, so to come out of it like means a lot. That's why I do a lot of brain dump. Like, I know it means a lot for the clients, but I actually have to be like self-aware that I'm not giving too much of myself out and burning myself up, so. Well, I figured you were a very, very visual person because when I went to your website, I was like just wowed and it's called storybirdads.com, storybird and then ads.com. And as soon as you go on that website, you see a beautiful image. Did you come up with all these ideas of the images that you have on your website? Yeah, actually, uh, I have to work a lot with my designer because, you know, I keep saying like I want. Initially, we went for a fairy tale. That's what is my on my mind because I'm a story kind of person. I I'm a storyteller by nature. So initially, we went for like okay, we, I want a story. I want a what do I like? Uh, like I want a fairy tale. I love stories. I I read like thousands of books a year. So I love stories a lot. Uh, so how can I actually bring that into picture? Then we thought about like, okay, so if I'm going after stories, I want to at least, if you're, if you're not going after specific stories, at least I want to make it feel like it's a story book. Uh, so that's where it started. Then I felt like, okay, so what are the elements that I like? I love earth. I personally, I am more connected with water, cloud and um, soil. 
so that's where i started like okay i love mountains i love i love the color blue i love the clouds and sea so i i love all the things that are like mountains so these rocks and soil i love them so much so that's where we started taking on the idea then okay so how can i actually present it okay let's give it if i need a story storybook kind of feel then it needs to go a little bit further i can't do a modern day kind of thing completely so i have to go into castles like i have to actually still show them uh, a vision of mountains and castles and clouds and seas wherever possible so we actually have to combine all these ideas into one and still give it a storybook feel so that's why we went in are you inspired by a lot of images that you see in India? I haven't been to India, but do you have castles there? I know the ocean is probably close to you, I'm guessing. I don't know much about India, to be honest. Yeah, actually, where I live, the ocean is close by. Uh, so, yes, but not that close by. I still have to travel an hour, yeah. but it's still close. For many people, they don't get to see no. that. So, uh, yes, that's one thing, but that doesn't ins that didn't inspire me actually i love seas that's where it started but the castles and mountains i haven't seen a lot it's all in my head actually so I, as i said i read a lot of stories and many of them are fantasies mm -hmm. so fantasy is a niche that i love uh, fantasies and romances are where i usually go for when i want a break so which means majority of the stories happen in my head when i read so that's where I haven't seen a lot of castles in my life. So probably one or two max, that's all. So, and even that, they are not how I picture in my head. So it's like completely different vision of what I had. Right. So majority of them, they came from books that I imagined like in my head. Well, I'm so fascinated because I want to know how you've used all this incredible creativity that you have in order to help people with Facebook and how Facebook advertising is sort of tied in with all of your creativity. Yeah, it is. Uh, I train my own team, so it's pretty good. We have a 15 member team from all parts of the world, like majority of all my copywriters are in US, like my project managers are in US and Australia. Uh, my cop, my designers are in Philippines, Canada, US. Uh, again, they, they are a lot, they're in a lot of places. Uh, my assistants are in India. So we actually, I train my whole team myself. Like, of course, they are so skillful, but I want ads to be in a certain way if they are going to actually be in our agency, uh, because uh, I'm so my I'm so let's I don't know whether I should be using the mindful word here, but I'm so mindful of that yeah. anyway. But uh, because my entire team knows, like, okay, what is Vidya going to think about this? That's how they think. Like, uh, what is going to actually like uh, what is probably going to run in her mind? Like, what is going to probably like be okay for her? Will she even let like, this go out? So that's how they keep thinking, and that actually makes me proud certain times but like that also like is a good thing sometimes because i have a pretty good expectations like uh, when it comes to creativity so yeah, I have a pretty great team who are yeah. amazing. That's so. that's fantastic. Well, on your website, you've got some terrific testimonials from people that yeah. just absolutely love your work and have benefit from your work financially. Can you tell us a story about someone you've worked with that it's just turned their business around? People, okay, so let me start with 
our best client like uh, the i mean i have so many best clients so that's not fair to even say that but uh, it's this 42x testimonial um right 42 times investment or ros so we spent around like 2600 dollars on ad spend mm-hmm. and we made 110 grand in revenue wow so that is till now our like that just happened less than a year back so i think it happened like last August or something. $2600 was spent on ad spend and the person made $110,000. And what kind of product or what kind of service was this person offering? He's a coach. He's uh, a coach. Okay. Yeah, he's uh he's running a mastermind. That I was see. the product we were offering. We were selling to lead magnets, we were selling to webinar. That was the 2600 that we used for. So in the retargeting we used everybody we actually brought in everybody to a call and he had a 80% close rates on calls. So wow. he initially when we when he came to us he said like I usually have around like 30 to 40% close rates and then we implemented certain strategies in the ads and in his sales calls we actually asked him to actually do certain things that's usually not how uh people do sales calls. So we asked him to do that and it actually increased to from 30 to 40% to 70 to 80%. So uh oh, that's incredible. Well, tell me about some of the struggles that you've had early on when you were you were starting to work in this field. What can it be like or what can be what can it be like for people who are trying but they don't really know how to do this and they end up sinking a lot of money in and not really getting much benefit? Are we talking about DIYers who do their own ads or trusting an agency who is not a good fit? No, no people who do their own ads. Okay, so yeah, again it's more like when they have a big team, they don't actually mind hiring a Facebook ads agency. It's mm-hmm. the startup business owners that they have this mindset that they say like, you know, what if I lose, right? If I hire yes. an agency, they are going to cost thousands of dollars and then what if i lose like what if it's not a good fit what if it doesn't work and they are actually willing to give that money to facebook uh and try it themselves and lose that money but not trust an agency um who can do it for them and spend that money wisely right but i understand their point too like there are many marketers out there who actually don't know don't know what they are doing so which no. brings us to the point like who should they trust right uh, when it comes to like oh, i i'm not even sure whether i who i should be trusting or that, what the process is like for getting these people getting the right people into my work then they decide to do it themselves like okay like i'm just going to try myself like i know i'm going to spend a lot of money but instead of actually going into a wrong agency i might probably just lose money myself but when they lose the money for two or three months then they come to a realization that like okay i spent 10 grand on nothing so i should probably just hire someone but this comes in only through experience even if i say right now it's still not going to actually make sense for many people who are in the startup stages because i have been there it was tough when i hired my first person it was tough when i hired my second person third one it was that leaving the control out and trusting them enough to make the to make a good job out of whatever they are saying 
that's a huge thing like it has to come out like it's their baby whatever they have created so far it's their baby for them so they can't actually just let it out and ask some people to ask someone else to actually take care of it and bring in revenue that's there are multiple puzzle pieces here they didn't they don't even know like half of it most of the times so when when it comes to the confusion they just decide on giving up that ladder and say like okay let me let me do it myself and usually it goes out wrong some people actually still do a good job i'm not actually i have i have certain clients who diy'd for two or three months and then hired us and they've already had a good you know uh, they have already had good enough information i can they were breaking even or they were making around like 1.7 or 1.8x profits which was a good thing when you diy it and you don't know anything about facebook ads right so i can take that and actually make it into something beautiful because i know they have tested it without knowing what facebook ads is when i know what facebook ads is and what i'm doing i can take that content that data out of the ads that they have run so far and give a proper solid ros right so that's um that's what happens with most of them like when they diy like okay so they are good sometimes they don't know what they're doing they spend money uh, they lost it they hire us and i say like okay you still have data and i'm still going to actually use that data now it's more like okay so i know what is not working for you why it's not working for you and then uh, now i can make a learned decision on what's going to work for you right right and that data reading is what what's the difference between uh them and us right because like if they don't if they if they know how to read data they wouldn't have spent 10 grand on something that's not working yeah yeah i want to ask you what the procedures like what's the process like if let's say if i came to you and said hey i want you to help me in my coaching business help me with facebook ads would i meet with one of your team members for a consultation or what's the process like to go through there okay so right now uh let's say i take the call okay yeah. i i still do take the sales calls most of the time so i still uh, love to actually be on client sales calls and client calls uh, while my team handles other stuff so i let's say i get on a sales call i will definitely ask like where you are right now like have you run ads like what's happening why do you need me like why do you need us in the first place if you already have another agency why are you coming here so that those are those would be my initial questions like i want to first know that i can really help them um not to make profits because i don't even know at like whether i can do that but to improve right so to improve what they have right now that's my priority so whatever they have it's a ground zero for me right now uh whether it's a whether it's a 2x profit or 10x profit or no profits that's a ground zero for me so i uh, whatever i do from there is improvement that improvement is what i actually do we get excited every team call like when i say like hey this is the new client that we have this is what happened to him or her this is what we are going to do the entire team gets on it right we know like we are going to pull all the ideas together the they don't even know whether they are going to work in that particular project but they already have ideas in their mind right now so that's what helps us like uh, to get excited so once we once the clients are the good fit they are happy with us most of the times like we rarely rarely have bad clients uh, very rarely so we are blessed uh, in that regard 
Right. Well, it sounds like anybody that that hires you to work with them is blessed as well, because it sounds like you're really able to to dig in and help that person based on their needs. Do they have to have a website and a web presence and a social media presence? Or maybe if they're a coach just starting out, can they just just move into Facebook ads and and uh, benefit from that? I don't think a website matters much. I didn't have a website until proper website, at least. Okay, let's put it this way. For the first two years, I didn't have any website. All I had is my Facebook page. Then I built my own website. Then I uh, built another website on my own, which was Minto version. Then I hired another designer because I, at the time, I didn't actually have much uh, time to actually do anything. That was just like two years back. It took a year to actually get my site up and get, uh, get it live. Then last year. Until last year, I didn't have a proper site, which I'm, which I'm proud of. So I don't mm-hmm. think website is necessary. They just need to have proper uh, traffic links. Like, let's say I'm sending traffic to, where do I send them? I need a proper funnel, right? I need a proper area where they can book a call. I need a proper testimonial area. So it need not be a website. You can just get on any landing page builder and build a proper page for that buy a domain name say that's your website nobody cares right that makes sense yeah that makes sense vidya i'm really fascinated with what you do and fascinated with your life because i know that you do a lot of interesting things besides facebook ads i read that you love to visit exotic places what are some of the most interesting exotic places that you visited most of the times it's near our home but most of the times it's like we visit uh, other places like not us actually not us or canada like we visited like thailand or malaysia or singapore like those places we love to actually yeah. we are not those people who are uh, at least my husband's actually like uh, gets me free on that area like you know go wherever you want kind of person he just accompanies me so yeah. we are not those kind of people who actually goes after a tourist spot uh, i'm not interested in those kind of areas i actually love to go after regular people like i actually go after mm-hmm. people like to see where they are going i actually love to see what these people are doing in a regular street i love to actually just be there uh, that's all like i don't i'm not interested if i go out of the country it's not to actually visit like a uh, you know it's a not it's not to actually say like i visited this big tourist spot like everybody craves on that's not the intention i would probably say like you know i had my first hot uh I don't know, bubble bath thing. I had my first uh, um, dip in the snow or whatever that is. Like, it's the very, my expectations in life are very different. Like, it's probably not that great for someone else. Like, what is big in it? Like, that's not a big deal. Like, you can actually go just have that, right? But no, like, you, you don't have that normally. You have to actually set an intention to enjoy the life uh, if you don't you just move along where everybody's going not knowing where you're going so that's not how we live our lives I want to actually go to a place where I want to go uh, I want to actually enjoy the moment with whoever I have uh, with me so 
that's that's a difference it's not exotic as in i'm going to actually invent a, like i'm going to actually like go i do a cave find a crocodile in there kind of thing no that's not like that's not how exotic it is it's yeah. exotic in the sense like nobody yeah. even knows that place uh like we just go there yeah. spend some time laugh around it and come back so uh, that's how uh, that's how i feel i love the places that i visit because even yeah even when we book i still i still always like book star hotels because uh i want to actually just focus more on the place rather than where i live and for sleeping i want that comfort to be taken care of mm-hmm. so i can visit the places that i want to go wherever i want inside the city and just take rest and just enjoy the local areas um and also this is another thing we don't most of the times we don't even visit any of the tourist places uh like tourist spots let's say tourist spots uh and you know like yeah. i took my parents once with me to malaysia and and langkawi i'm not sure whether you have yes. been to like langkawi it's a beautiful place and we didn't go anywhere in langkawi <laughs> I was just roaming around the streets and they were getting so mad like what are you doing we have to go here 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 and I was like no I don't I don't do those kind of things that's that's that doesn't make me happy like uh, I just want to just go in the night in the streets and see what is there in the streets what how do people live that's what I love so I I actually usually sleep to the entire day always on medication so it's my disconnect from my online world that's the first disconnect i just go sleep and uh, my husband takes care of my kid so that's how i usually roll uh, my parents got mad <laughs> well it sounds like true mindfulness it really does to me it just sounds like you just live in the moment you just do what you feel like you just embrace it what has your son taught you about mindfulness My son is so I think my son is the one who taught us how to live. Uh he isn't of course. I think every child uh, is probably around the same. They don't have filters. Uh like they don't have filters in their mind, in their eyes. Like they didn't they just say what they want. They live what they uh however they want. And uh, my son is a little bit more I think about uh of how he does things like he uh-huh. even if i give the best thing in the world he would say that's enough for me uh that's something that i first saw, i first saw in a child that's the first time i say like okay so do you want another ice cream like he says like no i'm not uh, i'm not interested like i have one and uh, even if i eat this i think i should be enough and that's not something a child says even and when i say like hey i don't think ice cream is good for you at this time of the year and he says like that's okay mom let's go uh and that's like oh, i would go crazy like oh my god yes. <laughs> no i need how old that. is he how he's old is he now. <laughs> he's six yeah that's but cool. he, he must be a really cool kid yeah he is like a really cool kid like even when he was like three or four years old he was like okay so i say like you know you have to eat carrots and he's like okay so give me a carrot where i can actually eat like uh like you know don't give me a raw, raw carrot and ask me to eat that so give me a carrot which i can actually enjoy and eat that so i have to make it that way so he doesn't actually expect me to do things on my own he actually 
wise us out in a perfect way like um okay so i don't like this vegetable so make it differently and send it to me i will still eat it uh and wow. and he does that's this, very unusual <laughs> yeah <laughs> he does the same <laughs> thing in almost everything like you know he says uh, i know you are big mom i know you are like too big and you are probably like uh, 10 12 years old uh, but you know you still don't know everything like you still have to listen to me sometimes it, it doesn't mean you're always right and i was like okay who taught you that like you can say things about things about me like that yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. i get like super curious on like okay i have a kid who always talks the right thing and that's not a good thing <laughs> So for yeah, moms, at that's least. really cool. That's <laughs> so. really cool. Vidya, as we move forward in the interview, I want to ask you five quick answer questions. Sure. So just 30 second answers are perfect. The first one is this. Who is one person who has been a powerful mindfulness influence in your life? My son. Your son. That makes sense after what you just said. <laughs> uh, number two, I want to talk about emotions and tell us how you deal differently with your emotions as a result of the mindfulness in your life. I'm more aware. I'm definitely more aware. Like uh, I know when I'm actually going to uh, going to be so sad. There were times when before I. know what being aware is there were times when i totally crash i, I cry like every two weeks on automatic mode like uh, that's how i stress out my emotions nobody knows why i'm crying i don't even know why i'm crying it's just too much stress but after i became aware like i handle it differently i know why i'm crying i know why i want to feel like i why i feel like crying even why i where it started i can actually go into the depths more easily now so Okay. I want to talk about breathing. Is there something you can tell us about breathing that is connected to mindfulness that has helped okay, you? Okay, so that's a long answer. I'm not sure whether that actually you <laughs> that comes under the rapid fire <laughs> one. But uh, okay, so I tried different forms of meditations. Uh being in India that's part I guess like everybody teaches meditation here, yoga here, like in every street probably. So um and it hasn't worked for me well. uh the personal thing is the best form of meditation that worked for me is to just sit silent and let everything flow mm. that's the that's the only thing that has worked for me so far and that's the only thing that i practice so far interesting interesting if you could recommend a book somehow related to mindfulness what book would that be i don't read books related to mindfulness usually <laughs> so that's the right You spend more time writing, yeah, don't you? Yeah, I don't read. I Yeah, I don't read things about mindfulness in a book usually. So, I don't I'm not the right sure. person to say uh, it. No no problem. Uh is there an app of any description that can help with mindfulness that you know of? There are multiple apps I tried, but I always go to pen and paper and uh just staying in a place where I can just let my thoughts flow. uh that has always been i i know it's pretty simple but you know simple doesn't always means that it doesn't work uh so no absolutely simple not. is basic simple is actually what i ne- needed every day it doesn't have to be too complicated i don't need a guided meditation to actually f- guide me through this i have tried my different guided meditation from my clients from my team everybody has suggested something Yeah, usually this is the only one that works. I just want to sit for a while, probably 10 or 20 minutes or even 30 minutes sometimes. But then 
I just let it flow and I know what I'm doing. Okay, so this is what is, prob is a problem. Sometimes I don't even know I have a problem until I sit. So. Yeah. Well, I'm really fascinated to talk to you. Really interested, Vidya. And your, your website is storybirdads.com. I'm curious about where you got the idea, Storybird. You know, uh, if you see that bird, it's, an humming, it's a hummingbird. Uh, and hummingbird is the fastest, tiniest bird. Uh, and also, yes. that's the only bird that can fly backwards as well. Uh, so... You know, we yeah. want it to be related to the ads. Like we want, uh, this is the concept. Like I want to say, I'm going to help my clients create their stories and reach to the people as fast as possible, any way possible, like all directions. And that's what we do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Do you have any advice for, for anybody listening to this today who is just really wants to become more content, wants to become happier, wants to have a better life. What would your, what would your suggestion be? Start with gratitude. I know pretty much every single person in the world has said it to you uh, who can actually give free advice, but you know, that's the truth. Like until you write the gratitude for, I mean, you know, there is a thing in India like where they say, if you practice anything for 45 days consistently, it just, it is part of your system now. So now you can't live without right. it, without actually feeling lost around it. Uh, so I think if people say it becomes a habit. No, it actually becomes part of your system. It becomes a part of your natural process. Mm -hmm. uh, like, like you're hungry, right? You get hungry every few hours. That's how it works. Like without gratitude, you feel like something is lost. Like, oh, what? what is it? Like, I feel different. I feel weird. I feel this powerful emotion. I mean, I, I'm not feeling this powerful emotion that you usually feel. Gratitude is not a big ups, uh, upward feeling gratitude is a stabilizing feeling that usually i feel like uh, right i want you know i want to actually feel normal i want to feel like if you are not grateful about what you have why would you get new things why would you actually change your life if you don't see what you have already there is no point in actually getting new things in your life i love that advice I love that advice. Vidya, thank you so much for being a guest on thank Mindfulness Thank you so much Mode. for having me, Bruce. I love this session. You're welcome. I'm so glad. All the best to you. Bye now. Bye. Take care. Hey, Mindful Tribe. Thanks for listening, subscribing, and rating the show on Apple Podcasts. I have a question for you. Would you like to conquer your inner bully? How would you feel if you could break through the blocks that are keeping you from moving forward in your life? Maybe you have anxiety, maybe you have sleep issues, or, or maybe you need help with stress. I'd be glad to work with you. I'm a licensed hypnotist, and I'll help you move through your challenges to the other side where you'll feel calm and accomplished. Send me an email at bruce at mindfulnessmode.com. We'll set up a free 30-minute session where we'll see if you're a good fit for my hypnosis and coaching package. In the subject line, put Mindfulness Mode Listener. And again, send it to bruce at mindfulnessmode.com. So now, Mindful Tribe, take what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.